The deep woods seem to hold secrets that we can't quite explain. From forest fiends to strange stalkers to downright strange beings allegedly living in the woods next to people's homes, these stories will freak you out. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Stories like yours to help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, be sure to slap that like button so it knows you mean business, subscribe if you're new, and make sure you turn on notifications so you don't miss a new episode, and get ready for these creepy and downright strange deep woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. The Forest Fiend by Anonymous I'm from a small town in northwest Wisconsin, and to give you an idea of how small this town is, we only have a gas station and a bar. The population was about 112 people, and it was mainly older folks at the time. I lived on the outskirts of this town with my grandma and two sisters. We lived on a parsonage, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically a house close to a church. That way, the pastor could live and stay close to it, but the church rented out this house and my grandma was paying for it. It was a lovely house. It was across the road from the church, and when looking at it from the road, we saw a graveyard on the right side of the property. It had four bedrooms, one bathroom, and a two-car garage, and everything was on a one level besides the basement. Now, Surrounding the left and back side of the house was a thick set of woods. It was a mix of pine trees and oak woods and tall grass. It was a lovely spot during the summer, and my sisters and I would play in the forest all summer. Now, on to why I'm writing this. The other day, I had a conversation with my grandma. She was getting up there in age, and has started telling me old stories from when my sisters and I were kids. And this one made me remember, I had this friend who I used to play in the forest with. They were tall and dark and never came out from behind the trees. I remember being tall, like seven feet up. The tree is where its head would poke out. The only part I remember seeing was its dear skull it wore in its face, which would poke out occasionally. I don't feel fear when thinking about this creature. I just feel uneasy and slightly protected if that makes sense. My sister and I always played hide and seek with it, and this creature made noise when we found it while we were playing or talking to it. It sounded like a low cooing sound. This creature was so much fun to be around, making the forest light up. It, it did stink though. My younger sister, who would have been six around that time, called it stinky due to this. I remember seeing this creature climb the trees like no other. It almost seemed like a shadow, traveling silently through the woods. One day after school, my sisters and I got home and went into the woods. We saw a small fort made of sticks and whatnot and assumed the creature had created it. We played in it and made mud pies and whatnot. But then we heard my grandmother screaming for us to come inside, and she sounded in a panic. 
Since Grandma never did this, we all quickly ran inside, and once in, we asked her what was wrong. She locked the door behind us and told us to duck down while she tried calling the police. She whispered, A man was lying flat in the grass. How did you not see him? I was in shock and was wondering what the man wanted. My sisters were crying and my grandma tried to calm down, but nothing worked. About ten minutes later, the local cop showed up and my grandma explained what she had seen. The cops went around the property to see if the guy was still around but found nothing. Then, he informed my grandmother that she should call them ASAP if he showed up again, and then they left. My grandmother didn't let us play outside for a few months after that, and it sucked because I was just coming into my preteens, so I was giving my grandma a hard time, which I still feel terrible about. Anyways, eventually she let up and let us go play out again, and we never really saw this creature or this man. I've been thinking for years of trying to figure out what the correlation was. Was this man hunting the creature, trying to see the creature? Is he who made that fort in an attempt to maybe have us allure the creature out? Or was this man the creature the whole time? It almost doesn't even make sense with how fluid the creature would move through the trees. Something is Living in My Woods by Hellraiser K I live on a 13-acre property in my state where the suburbs turn into rural farmland. My parents live in the main house near our road, while my fiancé and I converted one of the barns on the back half of the property into a home. Our house and another barn are set into a pretty broad clearing and pasture, but beyond that we're surrounded by three sides of woods. This is to say that we don't get many visitors out here. Since we moved into the house about a year ago, I have gotten this inexplicable feeling of terror while outside at night. I've lived in the woods my whole life, including in places far, far more remote than here, but I've never felt this. The woods are home to me, and every other place I've ever lived, they felt like my woods. But not here. I have repeatedly thought that I'm trespassing on someone else's land. Someone who was not happy to have me here. The other night, I took my dog out for his last walk of the day. It was sometime around 11pm, so it was pitch black outside. The ring of light cast by the floodlights on the side of the house as I walked towards the edge of the tree line where my pup likes to do his business really didn't cover necessarily all that much ground, but just enough for me to see. I heard a sound like someone was imitating the hoot of an owl coming from the direction of the other barn about 30 yards away to our right. I was so sure that a human made the noise that I called out, Haha, <laughs> hilarious dad. I assumed it was my dad, you know, closing up the barn or something for the night, and he was taking the opportunity to try to spook me. No one called back. At this point, my dog lifted his head from sniffing and froze, staring straight toward the barn. His hair stood up along his spine and started to give a low, menacing growl. Now this dog is obsessed with people and animals. Everyone is a friend waiting to be made. 
I've never seen him act aggressively towards anything, even other dogs that might have tried to fight him. My dad, especially, is his favorite person on the planet, so there's no way he would have started growling at him. It was my turn for all the hair on my neck to stand up as a cold wave of fear hit me like a brick. My dog had stopped right at the edge of where the light met the darkness of the woods. Typically, the light gradually dissipated into the trees, providing enough visibility to see the outline of the trees and shrubs. Still, this time it ended with a solid wall of black. Suddenly, I heard the same fake owl sound, only a couple of feet away, just on the other side of the darkness. My dog jumped and immediately started barking, putting himself between me and the sound. He's only a little guy, so I darted forward, scooped him up, and ran toward the house. Behind me, I heard the sound again, but it had a strange warble this time, almost like laughter. The following day, when I went to check on the barn, I found that the doors had been partially broken off the slide where they swung past each other in the wrong direction as if someone had tried to force them open the wrong way. There were no footprints in the sawdust, dirt, or any signs of an intruder. I have no idea what was out there that night, but suffice to say, my dog and I stay well within the floodlights when we go out after dark now. I think something weird is going on. Bye. Anonymous. Just for a little backstory before I start, I've lived in the same small area all of my life, and I used to walk my parents' dogs with them through these woods even as a small child, so I'm pretty confident that I know them pretty well, as they are the only things that I've ever explored or played in growing up and I still walk my dog there. In all that time, though, I've never seen or heard anything stranger than a branch snap behind me or a rustling in the bushes, which are to be expected from time to time. Anyway, one day I was running a bit late with walking my dog. He is only nine months old, so he is full of energy, and if I don't take him on a good walk, he wants to play all night. We headed up to the woods and got there at around 8 p.m. I took him on our usual route through the woods, but as we reached a halfway point, I realized it was starting to get pretty dark, so I wanted to go back on the shorter path. I'll add in that the path I usually take goes around the edge of the woods, but the shorter path cuts straight through the middle of the woods. Even though it wasn't my normal path, I'd still take it pretty often. So... We started on our way back. Somewhere around 10, maybe 15 minutes in, I started feeling uncomfortable. Not necessarily scared or anything, just like something wasn't quite right, and I noticed that our dog's fur was a little bit up as well. He was looking around like he was on alert. I sped up and continued down the path. It was here, out of the corner of my eye. I spotted something, and I stopped just off the side of the path, probably only 15 feet away. There was something that looked like an archway. I wasn't sure why it had caught my eye at first, but when I noticed that even though it just seemed to be made of branches and vines, I couldn't really see through it. The darkness inside seemed to block out everything. I took a couple of more steps to it, but I found myself pulled back by my dog, 
who had locked his feet into the ground and was refusing to go any more forward. My dog may be young, but he's a German shepherd, so he has plenty of strength and weight to pull me back. When I saw how he looked at it, it kind of snapped me back into how stupid it would be to go through there. After snapping back into it, I attempted to take a couple of photos and then we walked out as quickly as I could, with the dog almost dragging me most of the way back to the car. The next day I walked the dog that way again, and when I got to the same place I had seen the archway, there was nothing there. I walked up and down that path looking for anything that it could have been, and there was absolutely nothing. Anyways, that was my experience, I'm not really sure what to make of it. I have photos that I want to send in, I just haven't figured out how to attach them yet, but when I do, I will get them into the swamp for everybody to look at. I saw something absolutely terrifying in the woods of the Black Hills by Kinzu. About five years ago, when I was 17 years old, I visited some of my family who live in South Dakota and have worked there for quite some time. I wanted to work there for the summer, and after about a month, my brother, sister, and her husband decided to do what we do best and go shoot guns in the woods. I had to work on an evening shift, so it was decided we would go after around 10 p.m. Once my shift ended, we went to their house to pack up the truck with some snacks, guns, and ammo. The drive took around 45 minutes, and it took us up a dirt road surrounded by trees and tall grass. Eventually, it opened up into a clearing that was pretty open and flat. The nearest tree line was about 100 feet away. It was pretty dark, but the clearing was lit up by the truck's headlights. I kind of felt uneasy, but I chalked it up to just being in the woods at night. For the first 20 minutes, nothing really went down. We were just setting up plastic bottles in those plastic gallon buckets you'd get water out of at an office. There was a feeling of being watched, and we all felt it. The area suddenly reeked of spoiled eggs. Those of you who have ever shot guns know that they smell, but they don't smell like rotten eggs, and no amount of guns or explosions have ever smelled this bad. We looked around to see if we could see the source, and what I saw I can still vividly remember to this day. What I saw was a thin humanoid figure crouching down looking at us. Even while crouching down, it was easily six foot in height. When I say the figure was thin, I mean its bones were barely doing it justice. This thing was absolutely rancid. The strange part was is that we all saw it in different parts of the woods at the same time. So... Were there multiple of them, or was it just some sort of, like, illusion? I don't know. But we all described the same features, tall, thin, and had long, dark hair. We quickly packed up, and we left. We got out of there like bats out of hell. Every once in a while, I think back on that day, and I look up different stories and encounters people have in the woods, but nothing quite resembles what I saw that day. Don't Go Camping in Unmarked Forest by Riker I keep an open mind and don't say that weird things exist with certainty, like skimwalkers, Bigfoot, etc. But I do believe that it's possible. But I have to see it to believe it if you understand my drift. But now, after this experience that I've recently had, 
I think, in an entire different way. But in Winnipeg, Manitoba, it was a relatively dull day. Nothing exciting was going on here. It could be an excellent area to visit, but I also think it's very boring. I live alone and can do whatever I want. So, ironically, I'm a wilderness person who doesn't do much work around the city. I usually find nice areas near the city, and I did the same this time. It was near southeastern Manitoba. This beautiful area is miles upon miles of dense forest. It took me much longer than I thought it would to get across and into the actual trails itself, but once I did, I immediately went off trail because I'm more of an off-grid type of guy. Not long after I went off the trail, I noticed a small house. But it was... it was weird because it was completely alone out here. When I got closer, I realized nobody was out there. Nobody at all. I was initially unsettled because I thought I would see someone. But I didn't care after some time gone by. As I got used to the weird feeling all around me, I planned to set up my two-person tent up in the clearing. It was a big clearing, so I wanted to set up relatively close to the woods. I wanted it to borderline the woods, so that's exactly what I did. I took about 20 to 30 minutes to set up everything the way I wanted it to, and then I took about 10 minutes to get some sticks for a fire. I wanted to get it going because it would be dark soon, so I also grabbed a flashlight and ensured it had fresh batteries. I walked through the tree line, jabbing myself with many thorns and branches due to the lack of sight despite having a flashlight. I eventually made it into another clearing. This one was tiny, but it had what I was looking for, sticks and branches everywhere. I broke them into smaller pieces, sizable enough for me to carry back to the site without carrying too much. It was getting pretty dark now, and the moon was coming out. Where I typically live, there's a lot of light pollution, so you don't get to see the stars all that much. But out here, they were everywhere. It was amazing. After leaving that area and entering back into my area, my brain presented something to me. When I had left, crickets and birds were rustling in the bushes and making all sorts of noise. But when I re-entered, there was nothing. No noise, nothing at all. It was like everything had just absolutely left or went mute. Now, like I said, I'm in the remote wilderness. I've done this quite a few times, but this was one thing that I just quite didn't know how to tackle. I've never been in a situation where everything just went mute even the wind. That's when I felt like something was standing not far from me. I don't know if it was some sort of intuition, but I just felt it. I looked at the forest floor, and I looked up, and felt that I was about to meet eyes with something. They weren't green, red, or any exaggerated color. They were just white, beady, and very round. They were almost glowing, staring endlessly ahead at me. I could see the shadows of its legs and I knew it was on all fours and somewhere around my height. I'm six foot two, so I was absolutely incensed at this point. How was a four-legged animal so dang tall? I was convinced that something else was happening here, some sort of prank maybe. But all those thoughts and speculations quickly kicked themselves out of my head when I heard a popping noise. You know that noise your ankles or knees will make when you stand up after sitting down for so long? It was like that, but times five. This happened not only once, but twice. Because that's when it stood up. I had instantly dropped the light. My, I was absolutely so scared I started running for my life. 
going as fast as I could in any direction that was not the direction this thing was in. I hurried to find my flashlight and when I did, I quickly shone it forward. I was extremely hesitant because I was scared of what I would see. All I saw were the white eyes, lean into the light, getting closer and closer to it. The first physical feature of the creature was unleashed, a giant wolf head that made itself clear for at least two seconds as I once again dropped the light out of scaredness and bolted across the field, past my tent and everything else, and jumped into my car. I heard the sound of footsteps so loud and heavy behind me that I felt like the earth was going to open up and split open at any moment. I made it to the gravel path as I made it to my car. I practically threw myself into it. I stopped for only a second to realize that this could not be happening. There is no way I just saw what I did. But then, I quickly saw out of the corner of my eye, standing in the wood line, those glowing white eyes in the deep dark woods. I drove away never looking back, and I don't think I'll ever go camping there again. Chilling Skinwalker Encounter by M. The image of this night is forever burned vividly in my memory. I was a 17-year-old girl living in a populated suburb near some woods. My friends and I loved to hang out and decided to have a sleepover in my front yard in a big tent. There were eight of us in total, and as we were loading all of our blankets, pillows, snacks, and all that good stuff into the tent, my one friend, whom we will call Pat, starts screaming, Skimwalker! Pat is very well versed in the knowledge of cryptids. She also knew much about skimwalkers as her grandma was full Navajo. She only tried to scare us a few times, and that's what I was assuming she was doing at this time, so all of us blew it off. But my friend Dre did not take it kindly. She was very spiritual and distraught. Now, fast forward to around 3 a.m. Let me set the scene for you. This tent had a mesh-like roof so you could see out of it. The only light, save from our phones, was the moon. Let me remind you that we live near a part of the Appalachian Mountain Range in Pennsylvania, and we are in a small suburban population of less than 1,000. At 3 a.m., we heard a strange noise come from down the street, and what sounded like clicking noises. We ignored it, thinking it was probably the, some sort of deer or some sort of animal or maybe just somebody messing with us. We did hear a lot of weird things out in the woods, and it was usual for deer to roam around the street at night. We did start noticing the clacking noises of feet, or hooves I should say, growing closer and closer. Then, all of a sudden, we heard a blood-chilling screech. At this point, we were all terrified. We prayed it was one of the local high rednecks messing with us. It wasn't, unfortunately. The noises that we were hearing before began to get louder, and they sounded more aggressive this time. We could tell that something was running at us because we could start hearing clacking noises, which would be hooves against the street coming towards us at an incredible rate. The creature had a foul smell. It smelled like rotting carcasses and crap. Through the mesh roof, we could see it. Finally, it looked over. It had huge antlers. It was easily 10 feet off the ground with animal guts decorating its antlers. Then, its face... Its face was vomit-inducing. It had what looked like a moose or a deer head, maybe a mix of both, but it was oddly, oddly wrong. Everything was just dislocated. The jaw was just hanging on by a hinge. 
The creature looked like it might have even been decaying. Its mouth was hanging open super wide, easily like a foot wide, unnaturally. It was lined with teeth that were incredibly sharp that could cut anything. The eyes were deep blood red and they seemed soulless. We tried not to scream as it was staring at us as to not put ourselves in further danger. Pat started whispering a Navajo prayer and when she finished, she said something that I could not understand and then the creature continued to stare at us intently. It began to circle us for what felt like 30 minutes. It was snarling and snapping at the tent, but it seemed like it couldn't come any closer, almost like there was an invisible force field around us. Finally, my mom came outside with the dog to take him for a walk. My dog is a Rottweiler and a strong one too. The minute my mom saw this creature, she dropped the leash and ran inside to get the gun. But before she was back out, my dog had scared this thing off. She was a good girl and tough to the bone. My friends were sitting in shock, some crying, some not. When my mom returned, she checked on us and brought us all inside for the night. Not any of us slept a wink that night. Every noise made us jump. I'm now 22 years old, and I still have nightmares of that beast. The image of it is forever burned in my head. Thank you for sharing my story. Scary Things Lurk in the Smokies by Anonymous I do not remember exactly how old I was at the time, maybe 14 or 15 years old. I had this crazy guy that lived on my street. Everyone called him Crazy Mike. He really was as crazy as you'd imagine, but more on him in a minute. I had this one friend that was a little wild. Let us call him Charlie. He was kind of the adventurous friend that got me to do some crazy stuff. We went through a phase for about two or three months where we would hang out a lot, and it was honestly a lot of fun. One of the things we would do is explore the nearby woods. There was a lot of wildlife, and anyone can go out there and explore as far as they wanted. We lived on a rather tall mountain, and we would hike up the mountain when we had enough time for the day. We would hike back down and normally get back before dark. We normally took the regular roads back down because it was just a little bit easier to get home that way. My friend lived up a few roads from mine, so I would walk to his house with him and then go home by myself. I remember this one day, we had gone hiking through the creek. Bear in mind, it was freezing outside at the time, typical winter mountain. There was snow on the ground and a lot of water was frozen. At one point, we had the bright idea of walking on the ice. As you might imagine, we fell into the water. It was not very deep or anything, not even enough to go above our chest. But we were dripping with water, and it was about 5 degrees outside, and there was snow on the ground. But being the crazy kids we were, it just did not stop us. We continued hiking even after we got soaking wet. I do not know if we had just high tolerance to the cold or if it was adrenaline. We were all good, though. We continued for a couple of hours that day, but after a certain point, I finally talked him into heading home for the day. He agreed, and we went out and got on the road. We made our way back down like usual, but this is the point when I started freezing. I was too cold, and I knew my body was not going to make it back down. I knew that I was in danger, like getting near hypothermia or something. 
when we got to my friend's house, he was more than willing to let me come in and warm up for a few minutes. But just as we were getting to his house, my mom called me. She was angry with me because I had not answered my phone in probably more than an hour or so. I tried explaining the situation to her, but she just screamed at me repeatedly to come home. So I walked the rest of the way home, and that was that. This is where Crazy Mike comes in, because he lives one road above me, and it saves me about 10 minutes of walking if I cut through a part of his property to get to my house. He had a big fence, but so did his neighbor. There was a small walkway kind of area between the two spots. I was obviously in a rush to get home and warm up. In fact, I was jogging most of the way. I had not heard anything from Crazy Mike by that point, so I figured it would be okay if I cut through his property this one time. I started going through, and that was when he came out of his house with an assault rifle. He pointed at me and started screaming at me like a maniac. Of course, I turned around and sprinted away. I ran all the way back home and told my mom. She honestly thought I was exaggerating and that I should not be cutting through people's property anyway. That was when I started asking people around the area about him. I heard some stories about Crazy Mike and some of the things that he would do. I heard that he was a conspiracy theorist, a drug dealer, a criminal, a felon, and a bunch of other stuff. If I had to sum it up all in one single phrase, a bad guy. Whoever I asked never had anything good to say about him, and the part that freaked me out was that I still had to pass Crazy Mike's house on my way home every single day. I did not have to cut through his property, but I did still have to walk in front of his house on the road to get to mine, and that made me uncomfortable, because now I was constantly worried that I was going to get shot or something. I still would go hiking with Charlie and all that up and through the mountains. But there was no incident for a while, so I thought that was going to be the end of it. However, I noticed something else. He had video cameras on the outside of his property, looking out onto the road. I had never noticed them before, but now that I was aware of his insanity, I paid a little bit more attention. Whenever I walked by, the cameras would follow me, what freaks me out the most was that they were manually operated cameras. They were not the kind of cameras to just follow motion around. He was sitting there operating those cameras every single time I ever walked by, watching me. I'm not sure if he was recording all the footage or not, but he had made me uncomfortable either way. I remember there was one time when I was walking home from Charlie's house at night. It must have been around 10 or 11. It was rather late, and even then the cameras followed me as I walked by. I thought that was going to be it, that nothing was ever going to happen again between me and Crazy Mike. Well, I was dead wrong. It was still during the same winter season, and I was walking home during a blizzard. I know, that's just the kind of guy I was. My mom was going to order pizza that night and I did not want to miss it. I passed by Crazy Mike's like I always did, and that was when something unexpected happened. He had a giant fence and it had to have been 15 feet tall, and it was thick wood. Part of it was open, and a dog ran after me. I could not tell what kind of dog it was, but it was angry and barking at me loud. It ran after me, and I could tell that it was going to bite me as hard as it could. I got a seriously violent vibe from that dog. I was lucky that I was in really good shape and managed to sprint away. I did not slip or anything else either. That situation could have turned bad fast. Anyway, my family ended up moving a few weeks later for unrelated reasons. My mom got a new job in a different state, so that was the end of my experience with Crazy Mike. And even now, I wonder what his problem was, 
Was he really a drug dealer or a criminal? Why was he so paranoid about having some kid walk in front of his house or cutting through a piece of his property? I've asked my friends on Facebook a couple of times if they have heard anything about Crazy Mike, and apparently nothing has changed. So, make of that what you will. I guess the moral of the story is, is there are some crazy mountain people out there, so be safe. Sometimes, walking in front of their house is enough to set them off. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to slap that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss new episodes, as I upload multiple videos every single week on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, I would love to share it. Be sure to send in your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. You can also submit them via reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. Thank you guys so much for supporting the swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this without you guys. I would love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. It always helps me pick better stories and I love seeing your reviews. Be sure to join me over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And if you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but would still like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online.